Hi. Welcome to Alternative Jigsaw. I'm Tony, and I'm here to help work with you on your adventure in alternative education. Here's where we're going to learn more about ourselves, more about our students, and learn how to innovate. This is a platform for you to be asking questions, for us to answer them, and for us to go through and slog as much as we can together and find out just how wonderful our world really can be. This is a podcast about successes. It's a podcast about trials, tribulations, and finding joy at the end of the road. Won't you join me? Here we go. Hello, 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 and welcome back to Alternative Jigsaw. This is Tony, and this week we are taking on, we're moving up from curriculum, and we're going to move on to methodology. And this week it's part one. So let's let's do a quick review. In the past three weeks, we learned about curriculum and its finer points for our populations. We discussed relevance, uses, making it meaningful, challenging, life-affirming, and providing opportunities for growth, success, the safety to fail, among others. And this is to enrich and help every student who crosses our thresholds, every student who comes to us for whatever reason. We're there to help first. Then we teach and help. It is good. It is right to help them struggle, building on that struggle until they find their strengths. Let me put it this way. No good trainer for any sport expects their athlete to be able to figure out all aspects and steps of training for events. They begin small. They assess where the athlete is. Then they build on the strengths and strengthen the weaknesses so they move forward with confidence and strengths. So it should be with your students. Let's think of it this way. Let's pretend that I am a swim team coach. I have athlete A who's great with the backstroke, athlete B who's great with breaststroke, athlete C who can do freestyle, athlete D who can do butterfly. Well, I have a number of other swimmers as well, and they're all good in their strokes. But am I only going to allow them to swim those strokes that they are best at, or am I just going to program their practice and their skill sets so that they only work on specific things? No, I want them all to work on all sorts of methods, all sorts of skills so that they can improve. And that way they are more prepared. So if I have a swimmer who's very good at butterfly, I want another swimmer to be just as good at butterfly. What happens if I have a medley team who cannot perform or I have a member who's out? I'm going to have to substitute somebody. And I don't want somebody who isn't aware of what it is that they have to do. So I'm going to find different ways for them to all participate. Now, let's say that I have somebody who isn't so good at backstroke. Well, I'm going to work with that athlete and we're going to figure out, is it because they're not arching their back? Is it because they have lack of confidence and they keep moving their head back and forth? And which 
in a sense, use, makes it the rudder. And so they bounce back and forth between the lines instead of in a straight line and knowing how they assess where they're going to be hitting the wall so they can tag the wall, do their flip turn, and shoot back out. These are all skills that they all have to learn. So we work on all of these things, correct? So this is how you should be working with your students. The curriculum is the what, the methodology is the how. And today we begin learning more about the how. Now, this is not the ultimate word on this. No, we're going to talk about creating the parameters and ideas from which you might begin thinking about your students, your classes, your curriculum, your goals, and how you roll this out for each and every student on your roster. So let's begin at your beginning. Think of how you would create a viable assessment of each student's strengths and weaknesses, as well as each learning style in a particular class or group of students. Even if you're mid-year and will have had those same students for months, what methods will you use to figure this out? Are you going to use self-reporting? Can you do it visually? Are you going to use qualitative research? So you would discuss each student with other teachers, listen to comments about them from a variety of participants, or are you going to use some other means such as cooperative learning, where you can observe their roles, participation, which tasks they're willing to undertake, and the group's ability to score each other and complete a rational and critical group evaluation. That in itself is going to take some skill in training. Are you able to write up an individual student learning plan that can be modified and used objectively in order to work with your students so that you can figure out what they can and will accomplish? Are you differentiating? Have you explored brain-based learning or universal design for learning? True, there are many things to consider. So if you're at the brink of trying to figure this out and you've not had a great deal of experience, think about what would be the simplest and most efficient way for you to take this on. Perhaps simply using a few activities and discussing with the student themselves. How would they like to have the activity addressed for them? What might be the most efficient manner for them to have learned the materials? So that way you're providing a platform for them to give you feedback and you're learning and you're open. So that also opens lines of communication between you. Could you consider adding more ideas and more student venues for learning and demonstrating to your canon? Surely, personalizing sounds exhausting in the beginning. But here you are on the cutting edge of building a wondrous library lab warehouse of opportunities for your students. And you know it's only going to grow as you progress through your career. Even a veteran teacher can do this. Even a veteran teacher can still be learning and growing. By no means does this mean you'll be this challenged all the time. But Perhaps you'll be able to tweak another method that worked for one student and have it prove successful to another. Because once this box is opened, you can create so much more. Your goal is to create a safe, healthy, 
challenging learning environment where students can explore, have some control over the direction of their learning and activities, and be comfortable failing and picking themselves up to consider more possibilities. This is how we learn. That is how we can help them explore successes for themselves. Consider whether or not your classroom is centered upon you or the student. Do they have a voice in their learning? If so, how much? Are you a resource or the expert? Think about how much a child retains from simply ingesting information as opposed to finding it, using it, exploring more about it, then producing something with it. There are times when we do provide information from our wealth of knowledge, but how and what do we want the students to retain? To participate? To understand? This is the joy of knowing your curriculum and also understanding your students well enough to help them find some pathways to successfully learn in your realm. So that's a lot. That is a lot to listen to and to take in. But if you consider it and you think about it long enough, maybe you can start penciling it in. I'm putting in the show notes some resources for you to look at. All right. And next week, we are going to continue with this as well as look at incentives, feedback, and grading systems that can encourage success for all students as well as for you so that you feel as though you're making the right progress with your students and that you can continue to have epiphanies and explore and be amazed by the wondrous nature of learning. So until then, be well, be safe, 